Okay, folks, here we go. This is the Scottish uh, UK House Price Index. Um, so it's the House Price Index for Scotland. This is the key data that you really want to know. This is all the housing transactions in Scotland brought together. So it will include things like from the nationwide, it will include the Halifax ones, and it will include Zoopla uh, sales and right move sales as well. But this is actually the facts. This is the, this is the key indicator we'll have to focus on. So let me just share the screen and tell you, talk about the headlines. Um, so the headlines here, exactly where, where it stands, uh, average house prices in Scotland rose uh, by 0.1%. You know, we're getting told time and time again that house prices are dropping, but, you know, average house price in Scotland to July 2023 rose 0.1%. Yeah, fair enough, they might edge down uh, slightly towards then. But 1% basically means we're back um, at the same prices as we were 12 months ago. So July 2022, when you bought... Potentially, if you went to sell just now in a year in a year's time, which is very unrealistic for a lot of people because the entry and exit costs are huge in comparison to that, then you would be sitting at sort of the same price for your house right now after a year. Nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly normal in this type of market. So the economic statement is average house prices in Scotland increased by 0.1% to the 12 months of July 2023. Uh, this was down uh, from 0.3% in the 12 months to June 2023. Um, and it was slower than the average UK house price inflation, which is actually 0.6% in the 12 months to July 2023. On a seasonally adjusted basis, house prices, uh, Scottish house prices. Um, the average house price in Scotland increased by 1.1% on a seasonally adjusted basis uh, between June 2023 and July 2023, compared with an increase of 1.2% during the same period uh, 12 months ago. On a seasonally adjusted basis, average house prices in Scotland increased by 0.3% uh, between July, June 2023 and July 2023. Um, so UK house prices, Scottish house prices are all sitting uh, round about just now. Uh, average UK house price uh, for Scotland, so the Scottish house price average, is £191,870. If we divide that by probably the average salary according to the Office of National Statistics in Scotland is about 33000 So if you divide by 191,870 uh, divided by 33000 uh, that comes to 5.8. 5.8 times multiplier, uh, six or over is beginning to get into a heated market in terms of uh, out of reach in terms of price point. So that means in Scotland, 50% of the properties are below that price, 50% are above that price. So still very, very affordable in terms of where, it, where we are right now in Scotland. That's what it, uh, it tells us. Um, they're, okay, so comparing uh, the provisional UK uh, house price index uh, for the estimate for May 2022, um, with a provisional UK house price index for May 2023, the volume of transactions decreased by 9.5%. Um, so that's about 10% in Scotland and 17.7% uh, in the UK. Now, I always talk about this as the health of the property market is not necessarily house prices, which is what everybody talks about. Because the reason it's not house prices is because if you go to sell your house and it's the only house you have, if you're moving in the same area, it's more than likely if you've increased by 10%, the house you're going to buy has increased by 10%. If the house prices have gone down by 10%, the house price that you're going to buy has gone down by 10% as well. So it's comparing apples with apples. So there's no disparity and there's no change there. Whereas the volume of transactions in the property market from month to month, from year on year, for the number of properties actually sold is a good barometer of the health 
of the property market overall. Now, what I mean by that? Well, for example, uh, transactional numbers have dropped by 17.7% in the UK on total and only by 10%, well, 9.5% in Scotland. It means there's less properties, actually, there's 10% there's there's less properties being sold than the year before. A classic example of that is if there's 10,000 properties sold in one year, we will get to this, actually, because we've got a good chart for that. 10,000 properties sold in one year, and it was 10% the next year less, therefore, it would be 9,000 properties that would actually sold the next year. That means there's 1,000 properties not getting sold in that year, therefore, the people who get involved in these extra 1,000 properties not getting sold are like contractors, um, solicitors, mortgage brokers, um, all these different professions that actually get involved in this, um, estate agents as well, um, letting agents as well for some people that are actually um, buying for buy-to-let. If all these people are losing out on an extra thousand year on year and they had the capacity to do these the year before, therefore their resources actually, they've got a lot more available, therefore they have to think about is it really a cost-effective way of using their resources to continue to have the same amount as we had last year, but we're doing 10% less business? Okay. That means potentially that they would end up shedding jobs or you know downsizing. Um, so, and, and transactional numbers in terms of average household spend, just say, for example, 15,000 on, on refurbs and improvements in kitchens and bathrooms when they first buy their house, uh, you're missing out on an extra then, um, um, you're missing out on an extra 15 million pounds if a thousand have actually gone down in the transactional numbers uh, year on year in terms of these numbers. But it's going to be bigger because the number of transactions in Scotland is actually huge and I'll, we'll discuss them as I go on and I'll explain a bit more. Now, the great thing about it is today, Base rates, Bank of England has announced they're putting them on hold. So we're still at 5.25 for the whole month coming. So this is the 14 months or 15 months that they've been progressively putting them up. They've now actually stopped that. Have the base rates rises, have they peaked? Well, it remains to be seen. The thing that's going to drive that forward ultimately is going to be um, the oil prices. Now, the oil prices as well just now are actually getting pushed up. The Saudis and the Russians have actually got together and they've formed a weak cartel. In other words, let's just price fix. We'll slow down the amount of oil that we're producing and putting into the into the into the system, and therefore that'll push the price of the barrel of oil up, and therefore that'll make things uh, a, a lot more expensive. For example, fuel will go up, and they commented about that uh, today when UK um, inflation figures were out today um, or yesterday at six point seven percent. They commented that even though fuel has continued to continue to continue to go up per per. Um, litre at £1.50 over, over £1.50 at this point in time, it doesn't seem to have affected that and still inflation's come down um, from uh, 6.8 to 6.7. So they didn't expect that at all. Hence the reason why the Bank of England, I think, actually put a hold on this and thought, wait a minute, maybe we should give this a couple of months to move through the system, all these interest rate rises that we've done, so we make sure we don't actually stall this install the economy, in other words, grind it to a halt with all our interest rate rises, but we'll let the economy just settle out and actually just calmly come out of these base rate rises and adjust to that price point itself. This is great for the housing market, by the way, because this keeps a really good stabilisation on it. 
Okay, in Scotland, uh, economic statement, uh, according to the land registry in Scotland, uh, the tarched houses show the highest annual percentage change of all property types, increasing by 2.5% in the 12 months to July 2023 to £345,000. Uh, flats and maisonettes show the lowest annual price change in percentage. Uh, they've actually decreased by 1.5% in the months to uh, 12 months to July 2023 to an average price of £131,000. That's an average price for a flat or a, or a maisonette. You know, maisonettes um, are flat but it's on two levels so it's it's you know the a top floor flat but it's got another level to it so it's um, it's got a stairway inside that's what they classify as a maisonette uh, above another uh, flat which is a ground floor flat um, that's what they that's what they call it the annual uh, percentage change in the um, the highest annual percentage change actually is east lothian where the average house prices have actually increased by 11.7 percent See, house prices are still going up in some areas. In the 12 months of July 2023 to 330,000. The lowest annual price change was Western Bartonshire, with average house prices uh, decreased by 7% um, in the 12 months to July 2023 to 133,000. So very affordable to live in um, Western Bartonshire. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to live in Western Bartonshire. I don't know much about it, but it's very affordable to live there. And if you can work remotely, and you can choose where you want to work in the world, and you're like looking for a perfect um, place to work, and it's really, really affordable, and potentially you could get a better bang for your buck when you buy a house than actually buying in the city, then these are the areas actually to seriously consider, because there's bound to be some beautiful countryside uh, properties there um, that nobody really knows about, and 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 the average price um, is probably a lot better in terms of these price points, in terms of uh, if you look at East Lothian and West Lothian instead. Um, now, they're going to say the UK um, Scottish House Price Index, uh, they, as with other indicators of the housing market, typically fluctuate from month to month. It's important not to put too much weight on one month set of data. However, we've been looking at this every single month, and let's bring up some charts and just quickly, uh, briefly go through them. If you've got any questions, please feel free to ask. Uh, more than happy to answer your questions about the uh, housing market. So here it is, uh, 191870 is the average. We'll come to Fife's average price point in a minute. 0.1% uh, is annual price change. Uh, the monthly price change uh, year on year um, is, uh, well, monthly price change, monthly, monthly, <laughs> not year on year, is 1.1%. Um, okay, so let's uh, pop into here. Annual price change, you can see there in graphical form from July 2019 and um, there. So you can see that there, an average price, price change over the last five years. So you can see it was 2% and then it dropped down to zero in July 2020. And then after the COVID boom, all the rest of it went boom and all the prices went up and it dropped and dropped there because of the less trust, less trust budget budget in there. That's what happened here. And then it boomed back up again once we got things back on track because it, it's all about consumer sentiment as well, how people think their things are going. If everybody believes right now that base rates have actually petered out and they're not going to get any further, inflation's going to get under control and salaries are going to rise a bit more, there's a lot of level of confidence in there for people to buy in the property market. Therefore, the property market will continue to be really, really stable and possibly having a mini boom. Now, we did a show yesterday, Perry and I, about this. And we talked about this in a bit of detail. So if you get a chance, go back and watch that show. But we did talk about uh, the, the latter half of 2023 and where we see property prices in the property market overall. Um, but in a summary, if you don't, if you're not able to read that article or listen to the podcast or watch that show, um, in a summary, we think the stabilisation in the market is very, very uh, good just now. And the chances of anything, um, anything happening, any disruption or that is very, very minimal. 
Okay, so let's pop back to our graph. See, there's the five years. And as we come down in here, in terms of here, we're down at the 0.1%, almost zero again. And that's okay. That's fine. Because your house is to live in, it's not to make money out of. And you're only trading like for like if you're trading up or down. Um, fair enough. Uh, you'll make a bit more money um, if you're trading down because the percentage uh, increase is probably worth more than the percentage increase you're going to pay on the on downsizing to a lower value. Um, if you're trading up, um, you're obviously going to pay just a slightly bit more because your percentage increase, if you've increased in value um, compared to someone else's increase, it means at a higher price point means that you're going to pay a bit more than what you've actually got and made on your own. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> if it doesn't, please feel free to contact us and, and, and actually walk it through and talk it through you. Uh, the important thing about here is you get the facts and not just an opinion or not just a news headline which says, you know, base rates at their highest level forever in the last three days. Like, well, that means nothing. And, they've, you know, they've done that before. Um, they, they, they've done that before in terms of uh, the news and sound bites and everything like that. So don't don't be too concerned about that. The key here is to get an estate agent out or somebody that knows about economic forecasting and everything like that and the financial figures and the property market itself and actually sit down with that person and go over all your options about, you know, you're looking to sell, what will the implications be for you and how will this affect you um, if interest rates rise, if interest rates drop, if, if mortgage rates um, change or if, if house prices change or, or, or the local economy change as well and how will that have a bearing on you and that will then give you the facts in order to make a decision about whether you should be, whether you should be waiting or whether you should be selling now or whether you should be buying now or whether you should be renting now or whether you should just be exiting completely and just getting out of the market uh, if you're an investor for example uh, based on the legislation uh, that's something we know about as well rental legislation where everything's going where everything's predicted in the rental market we're very very up to date with that well i'm a private landlord and i have been for 30 years Okay, let's jump back to the inflation figures. So we've looked at the sorry, the annual price changes. Uh, this is actually quite interesting. This is the average house price in Fife. Now, drum roll. Average house price in Fife has actually gone up year on year. £175,568. It's gone up 3.8% year on year from 169082 So this rhetoric is getting peddled out there by the media about house prices dropping. I don't think so, not in the Fife area yet. Uh, so house prices aren't dropping that anytime soon. We do notice a wee correction because remember, this is a wee bit outdated information from the land registry. It takes about maybe six or seven months to get this on here. Um, so we do know boots on the ground right now. Uh, more than likely, most properties are going for round about the home report value, which kind of goes in line with the, you know, the increase uh, being about 0.1% in terms of house prices and the stabilisation overall. So I, I do think that's probably going to stay the same more or less all the time, and especially in the Fife area. Um, so that's good news for people in Fife because it gives you great certainty and stability in the marketplace in order to know where you stand. Uh, just a quick look round uh, Aberdeen City Centre, no surprise, 6.2% uh, decrease year on year. It's now more affordable to buy in uh, Aberdeen City Centre at 138000 than it is actually to buy in Fife. 175,000 on average. Work that one out. <laughs> City of Dundee is actually really affordable as well in terms of that. So if you're looking for investment strategies um, and areas to uh, target, then possibly these are the areas actually might you might have a huge benefit from. Uh, right, okay, so let's talk about um, where the hotspots are. You can see here on this graph, um, you know, red is expensive um, according to this. 
and uh, blue is lower end. So hot and cold. <laughs> There's a surprise. Eh? <laughs> Put a blinker on. Hot, hot, hot. Cold, cold, cold. Um, you're near it. You're near it. You're near it. Um, and that's uh, that's the kind of thing that they're looking at here. So the the deeper the red, the more expensive the area is. You can see there as well. Uh, Two hundred thirty thousand and greater is in the Perthshire area. It's in the East Lothian, West Lothian area, and Edinburgh area, and then heated in the Highland and Islands um, and the Grampian regions as well. And then when you come down into the Dundee area, it becomes more affordable. One hundred seventy to one hundred ninety thousand, um, and also then back into the Angus area as well and then into Fife um, overall so very very affordable overall uh, and then as you come into the western Bartonshire around about here um, in the Glasgow area then and Dumfries and Galloway uh, then again very very affordable uh, so that's giving you a good insight uh, average property price uh, by detached semi-detached terrace the Maisonette you can see that 2.5% increase year on year and um, for July to July for uh, detached to 300 45,000, semi-detached are 205,000, 0.7% increase year on year, terrace 162,000, that's a minus 0.5%, so only half a percent less, uh, flats and maisonettes 1.5% uh, 1, 1 minus to 130,000, uh, all in all 191 versus 191, so no, no change year on year overall for the private property market, or for the Scottish property market, sorry. Um, I, uh, now, this is the transactional levels, this is the most important thing we've got to look at, look at this, Five eight five seven three. Now this is the transactions back in May 2022 because that's how they track the transactions. It's a couple of months out of date in terms of the back. So five eight five seven three was the year before in May 2022 versus seven five three eight. Now that's about a thousand difference uh, in terms of that. So we take uh, eight five uh, the thousand and we divide it by. Um, the 8573, 8573 uh, equals about 11% decrease in property transactions. Um, you know, as I said before, it's it, it's kind of, if it's if it's month on month, then 1,000, if that compounds up when you think about it every single month, then as I said, if you're saying 15,000 15, on each property, uh, you're, then all these local businesses are losing out on 15 million every month. So 15 million um, multiplying multiplied by 12, it comes to around about 180 million in potential income to shops, uh, contractors, uh, local businesses overall to do improvements like carpet fitters and plumbers and uh, electricians and uh, uh, kitchen fitters and all these different businesses, B&Q, um, Ren Kitchens, all these contractors as well and all these manufacturers are losing out on that potential income because the number of transactions in the housing market has actually dropped month on month. This is why I say it's really important to a local economy to have that good injection of capital from local households in order to keep all these businesses going or therefore these businesses no longer need a certain amount of their workforce and then that's when they start to lay, laying people off. So we do want a transactional level where the market is extremely healthy and actually year on year it stays the same in terms of transaction numbers. But this is actually quite a key figure here. When we look across uh, Fife, for example, let's focus on Fife. Um, so Fife, 581 the, month, uh, the year before in the same month, but 554. That is not a big drop at all. That is actually a really good transactional number. So that's quite healthy. Uh, when you look at the Highlands, though, you've got 
353 versus 291. If you look in, for example, Glasgow, let's look at the city of Glasgow, 95 versus 798, so it's about 800. Yeah, that's a, that's a wee bit of drop. In the same way, Edinburgh as well, 800 versus 943. Um, so all these different areas, uh, numbers have actually dropped, but on average, right across the board, about 11%. Uh, let's just jump on and see it in a sales volume over the last five years. Now, this is interesting. Last five years, for example, uh, 9695 in 2018, uh, 2019, sorry, 2023, 3366, that was COVID. Uh, May 2021, 8752, that was the boom. 8585, was May 3. So 7573, it's 7538 now. So this is almost smack bang on the sales volume for the five-year average, which is actually extremely encouraging for the property market overall in Scotland. Okay, let's pop on to the property status. This is actually quite good. This is a good number. Uh, new build, uh, average price paid in May. Uh, 2023 for new builds is about 302,000 or 301,000. The average price for a resold, which is a property that's been built already and you just buy it because it's not a new build, um, is 183,351. Now, why is that? Because new build is far more expensive to, to build and construct now because the building standards and regulations are a lot higher. There's a lot of emphasis on uh, insulation. There's a lot of emphasis on energy efficiency. There's a lot of emphasis on solar panels, ground source heat pumps. That all costs a huge amount of money for the resources. Hence the reason why there's a differential of around about 118,000 between these two numbers, the new build and the existing resource. It kind of just tells you if you're buying a property, I know I shouldn't say this because obviously you're wanting energy efficiency. You've got to really trade it off with, do you pay more money to get that better energy efficiency and these lower running bills from month to month, depending on how long you're staying in it, or do you actually just buy a resold property, which is actually going to be far less expensive than what a new build is? And that's a trade-off. If you're only living in it for, this is classic example about what I, what I was hit with one day when somebody said to me about you know buy a diesel car because a diesel car can get you um 100 miles you know or 80 miles to the gallon whereas a normal petrol car can only get you 40 and then i worked out for the whole year um why um how much it's going to how much extra i'm going to have to use or pay out for um using petrol as opposed to diesel and um, when i was doing the average mileage i was doing and it worked out like something extra 700 pound but the price of the diesel car to buy at that time from buying a petrol car brand new was something like about £4,000 more. So I'm thinking, OK, if I'm going to save £700 a year in petrol, it's going to take me almost six years to get that money back, the extra 4000 I paid for the diesel. That makes no sense to me at all, because I'm probably not going to keep that car for about six years. Um, so it made no sense. So it's the same with when you buy a new build house as opposed to a resale house. You've got to think to yourself, how long are you going to stay in that? And are you going to be really, is it going to be that energy efficient? Are you going to recover that money that you've outlaid and the extra finance you're going to have to pay to pay for the new build property over a resale, a resale property? In other words, one that's been built already and it's been here for a number of years. That's the sort of things to think about. And that's why you speak to an estate agent. 
to get that good insight into that when you're sitting down with them, when they're at their market appraisal, um, looking over your property and actually discussing what your plans are and what you're trying to achieve. The, the purpose of an, a really good estate agent is to get you from where you are now to where you want to be in the most efficient and economical manner possible by maximizing at the end result as well for you. Because that allows you to get more, be, have more choices in terms of what you can afford, what you can refurbish if you want to refurbish and, and do any extras. That means getting more money over the home report value or getting a maximum figure that someone else can get. Yes, surveyors can actually differ in their opinions on home report values depending on how well the um, estate agents can influence them. That's all it comes down to. Um, and that's all down to the right comparables and demonstrating that to the surveyor. Because a surveyor, it comes from Edinburgh sometimes, uh, to survey properties, um, has no idea about the local market. So they just rely on um, uh, local agents uh, to tell them what the local market's like in order to form their opinion and show them the comparables. In other words, comparable properties are actually sold to formulate an opinion on what the valuation of the property is. Uh, they could do the run of the mill stuff, the, you know, the home, the the actual um, the home report itself. But when it comes to the valuation, that's where they need um, the local knowledge of estate agents in order to do that. Um, and they have access to a lot of data and information that we have access to as well. And hence the reason why we come up with the same figures as they do. So the last one for me is a buyer status. Um, so the buyer status here as well is first time buyers tend to be spending on average around about 153,000. A former owner occupier, in other words, somebody upgrading or downgrading is spending at 232,000, probably because they've got more equity in the property they're able to trade up as a result and actually secure the property. Uh, how are they actually funding this? This is a good one, funding status. Uh, people that are paying cash, are buying are paying about 175,000 for their property people are paying cash people are paying by a mortgage are paying round about the 200,000 price point um for um, people that have a mortgage so it gives you an idea about how that extra leverage of round about 12.5% is attained um from a cash buyer to a mortgage uh, um, a person buying by a mortgage because the bank allows them to finance some of the purchase therefore they can afford a bit more because they have the cash to put towards that over and above with the mortgage uh, and that's it guys hopefully that's given you a real good insight into the data um, overall in here and uh, if you've got any further questions about the um, scottish house price index and the market itself and house prices and your local market uh, maybe in glasgow um, or in aberdeen or anywhere else um, you know please feel free to ask um, I know we are five properties, um, however, uh, we do have a good knowledge and expertise on most areas um, because um, we have a number of investors in these areas, plus we actually plug ourselves into the investor workshops and these platforms uh, show us uh, that indication as well. We like to monitor the whole market and this is why I do this every single month in order to get an assessment, not just be blinkered in the fact that, look, this is Fife. And, and we're only going to go in Fife. I want to see the bigger picture overall throughout Scotland and also throughout England. England isn't that important to us now, but Scottish house prices, because they're own unique. We have our own Scottish housing system as well. We look after devolved responsibility for Scot Scottish housing in this country uh, and Scotland itself, and also tenancy laws as well, uh, and most uh, laws to do with Scotland. Um, and that's it. Thanks very much and, uh, for tuning in. Uh, any questions, please feel free to ask them later on. And until next time, guys, uh, I'm Jim Parker for Five Properties uh, TV.